Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. It is time for us, The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. We're getting literary today. We are. Ever written anything, man? Uh, yes, but um, usually gets thrown back at me by the girl at the bar. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, no, I'm not giving you my phone number, and... And I don't want yours. Right. I like it when somebody says, you could be my father, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. You want to call me daddy? I was going to say, darn, the daddy issues do not work with you. Next! <laughs> But I don't think them. that's what you meant when you said we're getting literary today. I think we kind of got off on a turban, slushy tangent right off the bat. Off the bat. There we go. I, I've tried prose. You know, I've tried novels and short stories yeah. and stuff. And yeah. and then I took a, a course in poetry. Ooh. Yes. Of course you did. I mean, you know. The, you, be, you being from New England, I think that must be a, like a requirement. Yeah. as You know, a, a bunch of the New England poets, there's Longfellow. Mm-hmm. And they say he was witty, but they say Greenleaf was wittier. Uh, okay. <laughs> Very Sorry. Nice. That was a setup if ever there was one. <laughs> but, but then we had we had this test in uh, in poetry class in college where the 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 the, the uh, uh, professor gave us two lines and the first two lines were nice. It was one of those, I forget the exact name of the poet style. But it's you have two lines, and the last word of the second line has to rhyme with the last word of the next two lines. Okay. And the last word of the first two lines was orange. Ah, there you go. Had to be. I mm-hmm. was thinking of words that you couldn't rhyme, and that's the first one that comes to mind. And so looked, what did you use? Well, I looked at the professor, and I said, nothing rhymes with orange. And he looked at me and laughed and said, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, he was waiting for somebody to say that, and you were the guinea pig. I was. <laughs> great. That's great. We have a guy who is pretty funny in his own right coming up. And pretty literary. Yeah. That's yeah. Jim Flynn. Jim is the author of, at this point, three books. Uh, two are in a series, and the first, you're going to love the title, Love. I'll let Jim get to that. And uh, since we talked to Jim... He's actually working on yet another book, and they're all golf-related. They have a golf theme. So yeah. you're going to want to stick around. His sense of humor is uh, is dry, it's witty, it's intelligent, and we just lost half our audience. So. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for some reason, every time I think of Jim now, I have weird Al Yankovic songs going through my head because he okay. lost on Jeopardy. He lost on Jeopardy. <laughs> yes, he did. That's how his career started. Not only did he lose on Jeopardy, he lost in the final round on Jeopardy. So yep. he was in it the whole time. He was. And he wouldn't have been doing any of this stuff. He'd be touring around with all of the other Jeopardy winners who are now, you know, part-time hosts. Yeah. So Jim Flynn, the author of the, uh, the Funny Man, is coming up right here on The Approach Show. Ever go out to your favorite restaurant and wonder how they consistently make such delicious food? The short answer? They have access to professional quality kitchen tools. Well, now those same tools are available to anyone with made-ins cookware and kitchenware. Hey there, it's Neil, and it's no secret that I love to cook. So I got the made-in cookware carbon steel set, and I can't wait to break it out and use it this weekend. Made-in products are made to last, and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Made-in uses the finest materials to make professional quality kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Right now, Made-in is offering listeners of The Approach Shot 15% off your first order with promo code APPROACH. That's the best discount anywhere online for Made-in products. Go to madeincookware.com approach and use promo code APPROACH for 15% off your first order. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com slash approach and use promo code approach for 15% off. Made in. Better cookware for better meals. If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then, and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around. Do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity, and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now. 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. And thanks for hanging. Coming back, we are The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. We do not ever attempt to come to you by ourselves. No. We know better. We always <laughs> bring someone with us who will engage you, entertain you, inform you, 
and make it interesting to hang out. And we've got just one of those with us today. Yeah, that's way too much pressure for the two of us to do. <laughs> just just showing up is, is, is enough for us. So Today we have author Jim Flynn, who is um, an author of a couple different novels, and he started in one direction, went to another direction, and now is in a, yet another direction, all of which are funny and all of which contain something about golf. So, Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Sure, and I'm so glad uh, that I that I put a confusing roadmap out for people to find. And so uh, I wanted to start, because I teased John with this before you came on, I wanted to start with having you tell us how you got into writing in the first place, because you spent years on Wall Street. Is that correct? Yes. I, I, I was in the investment business for 35 years, and uh, I started off writing after I was a contestant on Jeopardy uh, 30 years ago. <laughs> Love this. And I lost. I bet it all on the final question and got it wrong. Which <laughs> if if you if you ever watch Jeopardy and see somebody do that, let me tell you how it feels. It feels really bad. <laughs> it's it's like it's like taking the last shot in the big game in high school and uh, missing. missing. <laughs> except and except you know yeah, air ball and and you know there's seven million people watching. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it feels like. I said, did you get the sorry from Alex Trebek, or was this a pre-Alex? And it was Alex Trebek. Okay, um, like that that Canadian sorry he always gives people when they. No, nah, he didn't give me that. He was uh, he was. Yeah. Alex wasn't as nice a guy then <laughs> as, as he became. So, I, honestly, I mean, when, now everybody's sanctifying Alex. He right. wasn't. He was a little more. Uh, a little more of an edge to him in yeah. those days. <laughs> so when when you bet everything, A, was it because you were behind, or B, was it because you were confident in the category? It was close. Everybody was close. Okay. And in those days, you didn't win. If you ended up with $5,000, you didn't win anything. You won rice-a-roni mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> the San parting Francisco gifts. Treat. Remember they gave parting gifts? Yeah. yeah. The home version of Jeopardy. Yeah, home version. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Nintendo. Yeah, you were almost incented to bet everything, because yeah. otherwise you're going to walk away with a Nintendo whether you finish second or third. Right, and you want to win. I mean, winning is everything on Jeopardy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I was a little behind, but I was very confident on the category. It was on presidential elections. That's right in my wheelhouse. And it was. Don't ask me a question. It's really complicated. <laughs> Nobody got it right. The guy was four hundred dollars ahead of me. He bet everything but four hundred, and he won. He was the champion with four hundred dollars. Oh wow! Yeah. So, and the other, and the woman in between, she bet everything and got zero. So it was a crappy feeling. So, <laughs> anyhow, to, to make it a better feeling, on the way home, I started to write a story about well, here's what it's like to be a contestant on Jeopardy. And in those days, when there were still newspapers of that meant something, mm-hmm. the, the Hartford Current was a big newspaper in Connecticut. It still is, right. but it's, it's, it's just a newspaper. But they had a Sunday magazine section. It's kind of like the mini version of the New York Times Sunday magazine. Right. I wrote this uh, article and called up the editor of the Sunday magazine section. And the secretary said, look, we get t- 200 unsolicited articles every week. Give me your name and number. If he's interested, he'll call. He's kind of, don't call us. We'll call you. Right. Five minutes later, the guy called. He said, I love Jeopardy. It's my favorite show. Do you have a rough draft? And I lied and said, yes. 
Because I mean, I, I literally had it on cocktail napkins. And you know, and so that night I stayed, he said, well, come in nine o'clock tomorrow and let's go. So I stayed up all night. Those were the days of the computer dot matrix printers mm-hmm. and a continuous paper. Mm-hmm. And I, I came in with this big roll of paper. And <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, the, it, that was fun. Writing articles, fun. I was the cover boy on the magazine section a couple months later. And it was very well received. I got fan mail. I had people calling me saying, you should be a writer. You're really funny and so on. Mm-hmm. I had three kids put through college. I got paid $1,000 for writing this article, which I thought was pretty cool. But Wow, yeah. No, that's not bad, right? 30 three years, years ago, ago, especially, yeah. But I figured out it worked out to about two bucks an hour. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had three kids put through college. My, my wife wouldn't have thought it was that great if I just became a writer because yeah. I was making a pretty living in the <laughs> investment business. So, so I put that off and I didn't start writing again until I retired. So when I retired, I said, well, what am I going to write about? My says, you should write now. What are you going to write about? I decided to kind of make it a continuation of the Jeopardy article. And I made up this character because I didn't do anything that interesting the rest of my life so i made up a character what what would be really cool things to do? play in the super bowl play in the rose bowl be an astronaut become an astrophysicist play in the masters tournament mm-hmm. be in the hawaii triathlon he did he did all these things and it's not supposed to be realistic it's just supposed to be funny right. I'm, i made up this character but one of the things that is recurring theme through him is his love of golf from when he was a little kid okay and, and that's how the golf thing got started. And people really liked that part. So I carried on. That was the first book. It's called Be Sincere Even When You Don't Mean It. <laughs> I love <That's>, that title. <laughs> it's funny, but as one of, and I got some fans, fans that I would call real professional writers who I didn't know cool. contacted me and said, You're funny. You should write more books. But if you want to be successful, you have to write novels. Hmm. If you just write a funny book, it's a limited audience. If you're Jerry Seinfeld, it's going to sell. If you're Jim Flynn, people don't know you. They're not, they click on Amazon. They're going to keep, there's a million book. Actually, there's 10 million books on Amazon. Really, seriously, 10 million. They're not going to click on your book. You have to learn to write novels. You have to be in a genre that people want. Although that book has a lot of fans who are very dedicated fans. And I got fan mail on it. I also got some hate mail on it, which I'll talk to you about later because it, it has to do with golf. Uh, but so I decided my next two books are novels, kind of the same character because it's basically me. Mm-hmm. Um, Before you yeah, move on on that, I want to, I want to try to um, help people visualize. Be sincere. Even when you don't mean it, grabbed me because the graphic on the front of the book is a guy dressed up like an astronaut swinging a golf club and hitting a football off a tee. Right. While standing on the beach in Hawaii. <laughs> while standing on the beach. So when you say there are people who are just going to stroll through, you know, scroll through and believe me, the graphic will get you. <laughs> if, if you're a golfer, there are times where you're playing and you feel like you're in an astronaut suit hitting a football in a beach in Hawaii. So. Well, that's the second cover. <laughs> yeah, because I when I published that book, I didn't know anything. And I thought, hey, this book's really funny. I'll be a million, you know, I'll be a bestseller tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I didn't know there were, you know, million millions of books on Amazon. I didn't know anything. So 
I just had a plan. The cover just said the title. It doesn't have any picture on it. And after a couple of days, I'd sold like two books. Somebody said, well, you have to have a cover that grabs people. So I went out and got an artist. That's actually, a, a, I don't know if you guys have ever done anything like that. You put it out for bids. Mm-hmm. And, and artists from use a service. But our, the artist I ended up using, this guy is from the Philippines who mm-hmm. did this. And he put together the components. We changed around a little bit. Uh, but once I put the cover on, it started to sell. Yeah. Imagine. Once I put the go. picture on the cover, people, because people, that's how people buy on Amazon. They look at the cover and they click. You have to grab them visually. Yeah. Uh, again, unless if you're Jerry Seinfeld, it's Jerry Seinfeld's book of jokes. They're going to click on it. But if you're me, you got to have something visual that's different that makes them click. Yep. So that's the second cover. And that's, also positions yeah. the book as being funny. So people yes. kind of get the impression immediately. Yeah, well, the, yeah, you, you have to think that book's going to be funny, right? Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah. So how, how much golf did you play during your financial career? Uh, basically none. Oh, I good. Played, <laughs> I played, um, in fact, I used to, my pitch used to be, when I went out to get a client, I'd say, I don't play golf with people. I don't take them out to dinner. I just am good at investing. We're not going to be best friends. I'm not going to your kid's wedding. <laughs> if you can, so if I don't do a good job, you can fire me. Just invest with me. And I did other sports. Um, I did triathlons. I played tennis. And I, I didn't play golf because I had kids. And it took, took too long. much time. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't start playing golf until I was 60. I'm 70 now. When I was 60, I took up golf for various reasons, which I won't bore you with my <laughs> medical history. But... I had to start playing golf because that's pretty much all I could do. Right, gotcha. All right, but I but but once I started playing, it it grabbed me, and I played golf. Well, I'm in Connecticut, so you can play golf seven eight months a year. I played every day for seven or eight months a year. Wow. I, mostly not on the weekends. Yeah, but I played before work nine holes every day. Whoa! You can become a pretty good golfer doing that. You can. I yeah. I belong to a course. It was just a, it's a public, privately owned public course. Mm-hmm. I don't play there anymore. But uh, if you had a season pass, you didn't have to wait for the course to open. So as soon as it was light, I was on that course. And I, a lot of times I played by myself. Sometimes somebody joined me. I got to know all the groundskeepers. Now, if you want to know pressure, when they're mowing the green and they see you and they get off. Yeah. Because you're 150 yards away, you really want to hit the green. <laughs> you damn well put that shot on. <laughs> yeah, you do not want to uh, one hit the guy. Yeah, <laughs> two, two hit a grounder. Yeah, because they think you're a big jerk. So you really, you really want to work on your approach shot if you're in that environment. See, yeah. see how he tied that in. I like that. That is great, uh, Jim. Well, that's. We should we should use that. <laughs> Jim Flynn is our guest. He is an author. He is a golfer. He obviously works well under pressure. And we're yeah. going to talk about some more with Jim when we come right back. We are at the Good Approach meet. Shot, as he mentioned. We're going to meet Jr. I think. <laughs> hey, it's Neil. And being that I grew up in Maryland, you know I love my seafood. So imagine my excitement when I learned about Wild Alaskan Seafood. Wild Alaskan Seafood sends high-quality seafood right to your door. This is sustainably sourced, wild-caught seafood. Now, picture this. 
Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook with no antibiotics. I just got my first shipment. I picked the salmon only, and I'm so excited to try it. Best of all, you can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime. And they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com approach. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash approach for $15 off your first box. wildalaskancompany.com slash approach. Make sure to use that URL to let them know we sent you. All right, we are back. Thanks for hanging with The Approach Shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels, Jim Flynn, the uh, the author, Financial Mysteries, which I guess just just takes advantage of your storied background in the financial business, right? Well, yeah, it's, uh, call them thrillers because you know who the bad guy is on the first page. Oh, so okay. It's not much of a mystery. So it's more of a thriller than thriller. a mystery. The thriller. And and I, I just like the the subtitle to, what is it, the Losing Lolita, Lola, whatever's the, uh, the running a Ponzi scheme. Losing Lola is, yeah. uh, is uh, it's murder running a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, I love that title. Yep. But we should we should go back to the first book first. But, okay, but, yeah, let's do that. That's, that's more golf oriented. Okay. And if somebody's listening to this show and they're a golfer mm-hmm. and that's what they're primarily interested in, they should get the first book. It's called Be Sincere Even When You Don't Mean It. That's more about golf. The main character plays in the Masters tournament. Ooh. Is Jack Nicholas's partner in the fourth round? It's an off year for Jack. He's <laughs> he's not in contention. <laughs> uh, but I also have to warn people, and it's it's funny, but I also have to warn people if Augusta National is your secular paradise, and this is where I got some hate mail because I make fun of Augusta National. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, and it's not that it's not the most beautiful course. It's a beautiful course. I'd love to play there, but they're a little precious about their rules. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't call it the front nine, the back nine. You have to call it the first nine, the second nine. You can't, if you're an announcer, you can't call it the rough. You have to call it the second cut. Mm -hmm. If you can't say fans. Yeah, they're they're patrons. They're patrons, right? Patrons, that's a little precious for me. Yeah. Yeah, I go to golf (laughs) tournament. We have a golf tournament here the travelers playing right now mm-hmm. yeah. they're not patrons <laughs> i know they're a little i know they're a little more subtle in, in, in augusta but they're they're fans you know so i that's a little a little bit much for me and also i do make fun of uh oh the announcer well, come, i can't remember his name jim nance jim, jim um nance jim nance, jim, jim nance. nance yeah. yeah jim nance i do make fun of the way he says arnold palmer Nobody in the world says Palmer, and and I also make fun of the way CBS has all the birds. The next time you watch the Masters, listen to the birds, and I and I say, you know, as a joke, I say I think CBS captures these birds and holds them at gunpoint and then pipes it pipes it in because there's a lot. I I live on 28 acres in Connecticut, and most it's uh, 20 acres is forested, so we have a lot of birds. Mm-hmm. They don't sing at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> no. Birds sing in the morning. Four in the morning, though, they're in full throat. Yes. Yeah. So when you're watching the Masters and they're going down the last round, those are recorded birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
next time you watch, yep. just look for the birds. But so I make a little fun of the Masters. Jack yep. Nicholas comes out okay. He was a little cranky because he had a bad hip that yeah. year. But um, but if somebody just wants to read a book more about golf, that's mm-hmm. more in that. Now, however, and I have this is right on the cover. If you're the guy who likes to forward 10 jokes about dumb blondes playing golf, this is not the right book for you. Okay. It's a little smarter than that. There's jokes about Isaac Newton in it because the guy's an astrophysicist, you know. So I've had people send a book back because they thought it was going to be 10 jokes about dumb blondes playing golf. Mm -hmm. That's not what it's about. So it's a little more literate than 10 dumb Tom Blondes playing golf. So, so so it's not written for the average eighth grade education. Yeah. Well, no, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy's an astrophysicist, and he tells. I'll tell you what. It has fans who are astrophysicists. In fact, it has. I did a, a Zoom call with a book club out of New Mexico, and some of the guys are nuclear physicists at Los Alamos. Whoa. They, they make the atom bombs because mm-hmm. they love it. Because how many, how many jokes are there about nuclear physicists? They, you know, they think it's <laughs> right. great. So, so it does hop around a bit. It, but the part about golf is funny. And people, I, I get emails on it all. I still get emails on it all the time. I really like it. Really, it made me laugh out loud. I got an email from a guy in South Africa who was listening to the audiobook version. He was working, parking cars at a clinic that was giving out COVID shots. And he says, listen to your book. and made me laugh out loud. So some people are like, no, that's, that was, those are, that's where I got some hate mail. How dare you make fun of Augusta National? Yeah, it's heresy, Jim. Heresy. <laughs> yeah. So one guy said, you're never going to get invited to Augusta National. I said, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to get invited anyhow. <laughs> Yeah, I'll sell you my chance to play at Augusta National for a nickel. You you, you mentioned that um, the wise guy was basically you. Are are characters in your books either you or people that you actually know? Or did you start making them up totally out of thin air? Um, In the novel? Yeah. Well, in in the first book, there's a lot of real people. Okay. Joe Paterno's in it. uh, Woody Hayes. Some of the astronauts, um, there aren't as many fictional characters in the first book. In the second book, it's not me so much as it is my sense of humor. Okay. But some of the characters are people I knew, are combinations of people yeah, that com- I knew. Composites of different. And, and for fun, and with people's permission, some of the minor characters, cab drivers and doormen, are my friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, no, it wasn't them as characters. It was just their name. Right, right. And, and they, you know, they think it's great that, yeah. that they use my name. So, <laughs> but, but the real characters, I didn't use real names. But there are characters. You know, I, in my travels, I did meet some pretty interesting people on oh, Wall Street. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of those people are in the book. There's also some Russian oligarchs, murderers, and <laughs> they're, they're just completely. And Jim would like you to mind. know right now he does not really hang out in real life with oligarchs and murderers. So. And Russian murderers. Right. <laughs> yeah, and there's a there's this killer. There's this woman killer who's a former New York detective, and I got inspired for her by a real story. There was a New York detective who's going around as a hitman, 
this guy's in jail. I mean, the art, the story was in the New York Times and everything. This guy's in jail for 400 years or something. <laughs> but he thought he'd never get caught. And mm-hmm. he was a mob hitman while he was a New York City detective. Wow. So that inspired me to give this woman, she's the villain in the first two books and now the third book. People hate her. <laughs> and they they say, you got to kill her off. I said, do you think I'm going to kill her off? Everybody loves to hate her. Yeah, I'm not go. killing her off. So, In order on the, on the thrillers, it's losing Lola first, and then the Bitcoin gambit came out earlier this year. Is that correct? Yes. Great. Yes. And, and the, one, the, the book you're working on now is called Better Than Even? Yes. It's the and, third. It's the third in the in the J.R. Johnson series. So, same main character, a lot of the same continuing characters. Golf is a part of J.R. Johnson because he he is the black sheep of a wealthy family who were historically doctors. Every male in his family, going back to the Revolutionary War, was a doctor. In his family, his sister becomes a doctor. So he's the fourth of four children. His father's the head of brain surgery at Johns Hopkins. <laughs> his brother and, and his two brothers and his sister are becoming doctors. Now, they're all brainiacs. They, they're not athletes. He takes up golf. The family belongs to a country club. Mm-hmm. He takes up golf as a kid. He falls in love with golf, becomes a good enough golfer to get offered some golf scholarships. And instead of going to Harvard, like all his mm-hmm. siblings did, he decides to take a golf scholarship to the University of Texas. <laughs> which they are just they never he, they just he's just shunned from the family after that and he loves texas he loves playing on the golf team he mm-hmm. loves he loves the atmosphere of texas and, and then he goes on to live in austin after that but he has an experience and as as a high school football player i had this and everybody who's ever been recruited by a college coach can identify with this because the coach the golf coach in Texas says, if you come and play here, you'll be the best player on the team. Well, every coach tells that to every high school kid. <laughs> they're lying. They're, they're lying. They told me that. They were lying. <laughs> yeah, that's when you find out grownups are liars. Right? Right, but they were so, sincere. <laughs> yeah. Well, this guy gets to Texas, and he can't believe how good the players are. Two of the players end up going on the PGA tour Mm -hmm. he said this guy knows he's not going to ever be that good and one of the seniors says to him in one of the first days of practice says uh did the coach tell you you were going to be the best player if you came here he says yeah he says he tells everybody that (laughs) he says if you're lucky you'll make the team yeah and this guy by the time he's a senior is the sixth player on the team which he's quite proud of yeah he knows he's never going to be a professional golfer but i would aspire to being the sixth player on the University of Texas. Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Not at all. Not at all. We have uh, some more questions for Jim Flynn. In fact, we've boiled them down to a total of six. We do. And we're going to ask them when we come right back. We are the Approach Show. Kicking back with a good cigar, it's a reward. It's a tradition. And if you've been going to a gas station or convenience store, it's expensive. It's time to try FamousSmoke.com. Famous delivers your favorite cigars right to your doorstep at America's lowest prices. You know what you buy at a gas station? Gas. Beef jerky, lottery tickets, not cigars. That gas station doesn't watch their humidor like we watch ours. Filled to the rafters with over 1,000 brands like Romeo, Drew Estate, Rocky Patel, Fuente, Macanudo, and more. 
millions of cigars in stock, shipped fast, and guaranteed to arrive at your door fresh and ready to smoke. No gas station guarantees that, but we can because cigars have been our family business for over 80 years. Here's our best deal yet. Go to FamousSmoke.com and use promo code 10 bucks at checkout. That's one zero bucks. We'll take 10 bucks off your $50 order. If you want real cigars, trust a real cigar shop. Famous Smoke Shop and save $10 now with promo code 10 bucks. Only at FamousSmoke.com. Hey, my friend Alan and I played 18 this weekend, and we brought along a new friend, Arnold Palmer Spiked. It's the classic taste of iced tea and lemonade with 5% ABV. Made with real juice and brewed teas for a smooth flavor that's as easygoing as, well, sinking a 10-footer for birdie. Arnold Palmer Spike reminds you of those timeless combinations we love, like good friends and laid-back weekends, fairways and fair weather, Neil Michaels and John Ashton. For classic refreshment that tastes like a chip-in from the sand, nothing beats an Arnold Palmer Spiked. It's the perfect balance of brewed teas and real juice, now with 5% ABV. Find Arnold Palmer Spiked in a store near you at arnoldpalmerspike.com slash approach, or search for it on Drizzly and Instacart. That's arnoldpalmerspike.com slash approach. 2021 Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee. Malt beverage with natural flavor. Celebrate responsibly. And thanks for hanging. We are The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels, Jim Flynn, the author of financial thrillers and funny books, a golfer who obviously later in life, but he still got hooked, got addicted, fell prey to the golf god's disease that we all fall prey to and uh, works it into a, a lot of his uh, his works. And we have six questions that uh, Mr. Neil has diligently put together and is going to ask in rapid-fire succession right now. I'm ready. All right, Jim, we got a six-pack of questions for you sponsored by Arnold Palmer Spike. To go to arnoldpalmerspike.com slash approach to find a retailer near you. You ready? We're yep. going to these off real quick. Question one, in your opinion, which golfer has had the greatest impact on the game? Oh, Tiger. Look what the prize money was before Tiger and look what it is now. Yeah. There you go. I mean, the, guy, the caddies are making more than the guys who used to win the tournament. <laughs> very true. Question two, through a series of amazing happenings, as we've talked about, your character, J.R. Johnson, is able to experience some of sports' greatest moments. So... Would Jim Flynn rather top the New York Times bestseller list, score the winning touchdown on the Super Bowl, or sink a putt on Augusta at 18 to win the Masters? Oh, Masters. <laughs> if, <laughs> that's not even close. If, if they let close. him in. <laughs> that's it. That's it. They've had me. I'm sure the patrons would be happy to have me. So. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right. Question three, living or dead, with whom would you most like to sit and have a beer and talk sports? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, how about Babe Ruth? Mm. How about Babe Ruth? I think that's yeah. the, probably you the probably favorite. drink my beer too. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Question four: We all know writers sometimes go on. We'll call them creative journeys. So, when writing, what one idea or creative tangent had you laughing at yourself so hard that as you wrote it, you didn't think you'd finish? Um, there are a couple times when I found myself 
laughing out loud at at uh, what I did. And I'm not going to because you're going to read the book. Right. But it's about going to bath, going to the bathroom in space when when this guy was an astronaut. And I, there you go. When when we read that section, I'll be like, "That's what Jim was talking about." Yep. I love it. All right. They question. they did have to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they did. And I always wondered about that too. When you get on, it's like um, no depends. So we're just going to let you figure this out. Well, you'll find out in detail when you. Oh. Read the first book. <laughs> All right. Question five. People are, people are interested in that. I'm sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. Well researched. Yeah. Question five. What's your favorite golf word or golf phrase? Uh, hit your second shot first. <laughs> in fact, I'm thinking of writing a book. The ti- that's the title of uh, talking about how to how to you know be a par bogey golfer as an old guy. Hit <laughs> your second. You know. John and I talk all the time about, you know, the jitters you get on the first tee. If you could just get into the fairway and get the game started, you'd be a, yep. you'd, you'd yeah, be a lot fine. better off. Yep. Question six. In your approach to life, and we ask this of everyone who comes on the show because we are the approach shot. In your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? I'll tell you the rule that, that I told my kids, which is do what you enjoy doing because you're going to be dead for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I worked in an office. I used to, I rode up the elevator. I, fortunately for me, I didn't have to go to the office the last maybe 10 years I worked because of remote working and all that. But I, I used to get, and I liked my job, but I used to get in an office with people who were lawyers or worked in an insurance company, get in the elevator with them. And they looked like they weren't happy. Mm-hmm. They looked like they'd rather be somewhere else. So I would say, do what you enjoy doing because you're going to be dead for a long time. Yeah. There you go. That's it. That is our six-pack of questions. You are off the hot seat, Jim. Thank well, you. I, I, have oh, a okay. se- I have a seventh I'd like to throw out. Go for it. You're, you're in Hartford, Connecticut area? Close, yeah. Okay. Close enough. Red Sox or Yankees? Uh, Mets. That's that's the safe answer. That is that's, that's, that's a, a, a cop-out. That ex- is a cop-out. Ex- <laughs> that's exactly right. And I, it's funny you, you mentioned that because I was just talking to a guy, and I wanted a, a new hat. Mm-hmm. So I decided, and I am a Met fan, okay, but I'm a very casual baseball fan. I couldn't tell you three players on the Yankees, the Mets, or the Red Sox. Yeah. But this is the line of demarcation. Hartford is the line of it demarcation. Is. It's about 50-50. It is. That's why I asked, yeah. And yeah. the Red Sox and Yankee fans hate each other. I mean, even very sophisticated guys you know, don't talk to each other because they're – By law, right. they're required to. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I wear a Met hat. Sometimes, because I don't want I want to be a non-combatant. I don't want to be part of that because I don't care. I really couldn't I care less. I was I was happy when the Red Sox finally won the World Series, so yeah. they could stop whining about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Living here, you have to read essays by the Harvard professors who compared Athens and Sparta to New York and Boston mm-hmm. and how. Boston was culturally better and deserved to win. Okay, it's all over now. The Red mm-hmm. Sox won. You can stop writing those stupid essays. <laughs> so I, I grew up in Boston. That's why I asked. And okay, so you probably had to read those stupid essays. I, I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went to Boston Latin School. I think I probably was taught by some of the people who wrote those stupid essays. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, yeah. Hey, Jim, do some, uh, do some shameless self-promotion. People can pick up your books at, on Amazon. Amazon. Um, the best place... 
and you can see which book you want and you can see whether you want audio or paperback or Kindle is to go to jimflynn6.com spelled out S-I-X uh, inspired by Zhejiang Lee Six, the golfer. <laughs> because when I went out, when I first put my book on Amazon, the next day I clicked on it, there's five other Jim Flynn's with books. Yeah. So I decided to be Jim Flynn Six. So that's my website, <laughs> Jim Flynn Six. Click on that. You'll see my sense of humor. You can hear some of the books. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Go on, give it a try. And if you like it, that it'll just take you right over to Amazon. Yeah, check it I'll out. Be on man. the lookout in uh, a little while for book number three in the series called "Better Than Ever," or "Better Than Better Even," than rather, even. "Better Than Even." And uh, Jim, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Well, it's been a pleasure being here. Thanks, guys. We appreciate. It. Great to meet you, Jim. And go out, okay. you know, and help support a fellow golfer, guys. You know, Jim, yeah. Jim Flynn Six dot com. Man, man goes out at five o'clock in the morning to play before <laughs> before anybody else is out there. You know, let's let's, uh, let's throw him our support. I appreciate any support. Jim, appreciate it, sir. Have a wonderful day. Attention anyone who is impacted by the current pandemic and has $2,000 or more in credit card debt. If any credit card companies extended your credit with attractive interest rates or low minimum balances, and now because of it, you owe thousands of dollars in credit card debt. Here's some really great news. It happened to millions of people at no fault of their own. But thanks to a powerful program now approved, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. That's right. Our nationwide nonprofit program is helping U.S. residents cut their credit card payments. We've helped over half a million people with their credit card debt, and now we can help you. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Get free of credit card debt today. Call Credit Guard of America now at 800-672-6925 to see how this powerful nonprofit program can work for you. The call and information are free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenics Total T. New Nugenics Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenics Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. When are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G R I T to 321321. All right, so you get your summer reading list ready now. Exactly. And, and I will tell you that the idea of, of having a title called Be Sincere Even When You Don't Mean It is something that I have sort of lived my life by. Exactly. You know, I'm a sales guy, man. We, <laughs> oh, I hope you have a really great weekend. And what I mean is I hope the bookshelf crushes your head. But, <laughs> but you know, I'm just – I don't mean that. No, no. It's July 4th weekend. It is. Um, and I hope that uh, everybody is safe out there, but I hope you have fun. 
Have you ever had one of those July 4th experiences that uh, maybe you shouldn't? You know, I don't know how it is in <laughs> Kentucky, but I, the places that I've lived. Hold hold that up again, Lefty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hand Let's with see. the finger missing. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I had, uh, when I lived in a state that I will not tell you because that, you know, then they could come after me. It might not have been the best idea to light fireworks off in the parking lot behind an office building that was closed for the weekend. But I did that and I had a couple of people with me. And as if God was looking to try to tell me not to do this, the very first firework that I lit didn't catch. So I had to get up and light it a second time. And like a dummy, I stood there for a second, like I'm going to check to make sure that the wick is actually going. Well, not only did it go, but and I turned and it hit me on the side of the head about three or four inches from my left eye. My son, who was sitting in a lawn chair, just sort of watching me, laughed for a second until he saw it bounce off my head and came running over and said, are you okay? And I stood there in stunned silence for a minute, thanking the Lord that that I'm okay, (laughs) recognizing that I get it. (laughs) Somebody quicker than me or with longer limbs than me ought to do the next set. And I sat down. (laughs) I'm done. That's it. Actually, you know, I was 12 years old before I knew they had firecrackers to celebrate July 4th because my parents lied to me and told me it was to celebrate my birthday, which is July 5th. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) That's awesome. You know, having known you as long as I have, I should probably have known that your birthday was this week. So happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Should we do a song? Should we? (laughs) No. Should we sing? Should we? (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, happy birthday, partner. Thank you, man. And uh, have a great uh, fourth weekend. Stay safe. And, you know, in the words of Neil Michaels, have somebody with... Faster feet and longer arms light the fireworks for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, to live by. and remember, when you read Jim Flynn's books and you get all encouraged about going out to Augusta and playing golf or the closest place you can get to, uh, just keep in mind that uh, the same people invented golf and called it a game that invented bagpipes and called it music. It's so true. And remember, life, unlike a box of firecrackers, are a gift. <laughs> Go open it but don't light it. (laughs) You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players Right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's.